Hello, this is Ron Clark from Kairos Church Planting, and you are listening to the second season of the God of Second Chances podcast. Welcome back to the God of Second Chances. We finished First and Second Kings, and we're going to take a short break for the holiday season to talk about Isaiah and hope in the darkness. But before we move into the next section of the prophets, which are called the latter prophets, in the Hebrew Bible they have the former prophets, which would be uh, from Joshua all the way through 2 Kings, and then they have the second part, which is the latter prophets, which begins at Isaiah and includes the three major ones and the twelve minor prophets. There are some differences in our English Bibles. First of all, some of you have First and Second Chronicles right after Second Kings, and people say, when are we going to cover those? Uh, they seem to be a recapping of First and Second Kings, but actually they belong in the third section, which we're going to talk about in next season. That third section is the praise, the book of praise and worship. And so First and Second Chronicles are actually about the worship of God during the monarchy. And Second Chronicles is the end of the Hebrew Bible. For it ends with, let us go up, or go up. It's the idea of coming back to Jerusalem and rebuilding. And that ends the collection of the Hebrew books of the Bible. Much different than Malachi for ours, which we'll talk about later. Another book that you won't see in the Prophets, uh, we won't talk about, it's the book of Daniel. People say, well, Daniel's part of the Prophets. Actually, Daniel is also in that praise section, along with Ezra and Nehemiah and Esther and Ruth. Because Daniel, like those stories, is a collection of stories of heroes during the captivity who, during the Babylonian captivity, lived out their faith. And we'll explore that when we get into that third season. But before we get into the prophets, or Isaiah, I want to talk a little bit about the prophets themselves. In my book, The God of Second Chances, Finding Hope in the Prophets of Exile, I spend time talking about who the prophets really were. For many of us, when we think of the prophets, we think of a couple things. Number one, some people say, oh, the prophets, it's all negative. It's all that violence. It's all that doom and gloom. Other people say, oh no, the prophets, they all predict Jesus Christ. And so we read the prophets only thinking of them applying to Jesus Christ and being fulfilled in the days of the gospel. And we'll talk more about fulfilling a little later. But these understandings of the prophets, I believe, are not accurate. And in a sense, they really create a, a uh, unsafe belief about prophetic texts, but also about what it means to do ministry as a prophet. Others might say, well, the prophets, they're like Martin Luther King Jr., and they're social activists, and they're people that stand up against injustice, which is true to a point. But the prophets were more than that. First of all, we begin to see the prophets uh, slightly before the Jews had a monarchy. About the time of Saul, you begin to see the activity of the prophets. They're called the seer and Samuel was called a seer. Samuel was a priest who became a seer or a prophet. 
but you begin to see the prophets more active during the king, during the appointing of the kings. And the reason that happened was because the prophets were God's leaders to confront the existing political system. You had priests, you had kings, and then you had prophets. Prophets were called by God. The word prophete or the word nabim in the Hebrew was the word means to speak a voice for God. In the ancient world, this similar the word that's similar to the Hebrew in other cultures refers to a person who was chosen by a God to speak on their behalf. Now remember, people in the ancient world didn't typically read. They listened to a message. And so the prophets brought the message of a God or of the gods. Some of the prophets in other cultures would go through this outer body experience or this ecstatic utterance and they would mumble and talk in languages nobody understood. But the prophets of Israel were different. The prophets of Israel spoke clearly. They spoke the message of God. The prophets of Israel were called by God to speak a message. When we read the prophets, we want to pay attention to the many, many positive messages that they gave. Often people say, as I mentioned earlier, prophets give all negative messages. That's not true. More often, they give positive messages. They offer hope. They give blessings. They show up on the scene and give people advice. People wanted to hear the message of the prophets. The prophets bring the message of God to people. Sometimes they confronted the kings. Other times they blessed the kings. The prophet was God's leader to speak the word to people. A second thing about a prophet, the prophets lived among the people. As we read through Samuel and First and Second Kings, you had Samuel, you had Elijah, you had Elisha, you had Micaiah. They were just people. You had the school of the prophets. They lived among the people. They had the role of speaking the word of God, but they lived among the people. Sometimes the prophets aren't saying anything that they don't know. When the prophets confront the people about injustice, about sin, about poverty, about oppressing the poor, it's not like they didn't know about it and God gave them a special revelation. They saw it every day on the streets. They saw it in their homes. They saw it every time they walked to see the king. When the prophets confront, they're speaking from personal experience. Is it that God gave them a special message? Sometimes God gives them a special message. Other times Yahweh says, you go tell them what you see. It's time to say something. So not only were the prophets people who were sent to give a message from God, they were sent by God to confirm what they were already seeing. Not only were the prophets the ones to give a positive message, but they also offered hope. The prophets didn't speak about things that were going to happen millions of years down the road or thousands of years. They spoke of things that were on the imminent horizon, that were very recent. They spoke about things that were happening. Sometimes we think, well, they must have been talking about something 20 years down the road. No, they were talking about something that was right outside the city walls. It's just people had gone about their daily business ignoring what was clear. Especially during the captivity when armies are camped outside the wall. Some prophets are saying, God's going to deliver you. And then there was Jeremiah who said, 
that I don't even buy into it. It's over, man. Throw the towel in. It, you, look outside the wall, man. Here they are. You are going down. Prepare to suffer. I've given you enough warning. You see, the prophets talked about what was there. Did the prophets talk about Jesus? Well, the prophets talked about God. And if Jesus is God in the flesh, they talked about the very heart of Jesus and the very heart of God. You see, the prophets, they bring a message. They bring hope. They tell people this is what's going on. They were there to help the king and the leaders and the people deal with the reality that they saw every day. And that's why the prophets are so important for us today because they call us likewise to deal with the very thing that we see today. One thing that's interesting about the prophets that I find is when people say they only talk about Jesus, we tend to, as, as I say, exploit the prophets. We read the text looking for an application 2,000 years later or looking for an application at the end of the word world rather than seeing the present, the application for who it is. Prophets are like preachers today. Our ministers many times tell us we need to deal with reality. They tell us about what's going on in the here and now and what we need to do because we as people are as similar to those in the ancient world as we are to those today. We live our lives ignoring the reality around us, ignoring the truth of what God has called us to do. And sometimes, or most of the time, we're oblivious to the fact that God deeply loves us and that God wants to bless us and that God has so much more for us. Often we're overcoming sin, we're overcoming despair, we're overcome because we have a king who does stupid things and puts us all in trouble or because we have a king who courted the, the favors of, of the Assyrian king who's come in and, and uh, you know, shut down all of the, the food and the water coming into our city. And so we suffer. And the prophets are there to say, hey, here's the reality. God is real. The prophets are so, so powerful to the people that when we read about the Jews going into captivity, the visions of the prophets are going to change. Early on, the prophets are in the assembly with God. When God's talking with the assembly, when God's talking and saying, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? The prophets are there in that conversation. And we see Isaiah there in the temple. And we see these beautiful things. But when they go into captivity, they're only hearing the decision that was already made. You see, the prophets go into exile just like the people. The prophets leave the presence of God just like the people. And they bring the message of God to the people. In fact, Ezekiel finds out things that were going on in his city he never knew because he's in exile with the people. See, the prophets are servants of God, but they live among the people. And they help people deal with what's real. They help people deal with their denial. They help people deal with their past. They're not negative, screaming, yelling, crazy uh, you know, people talking out of their head. They're people that say, stop, take a good look around, and let's talk about what God's doing or what God wants to do. And the prophets bring so much joy, so much hope into life. 
the prophets are important today. If you're someone that read through the prophets and said, hey, let's, let's just look at what it says about Jesus, I want to encourage you to go back and read the prophets as people who say, let's deal with reality. Let's talk about what's going on in here and now. Let's talk about your life. The prophets are a good friend. They're an old friend because they represent a God who knows us. The prophets also represent the heart of God. Years ago, in one of the churches I was at, I was working with, uh, or Lori and I were working with a woman who was in an abusive relationship, and uh, she got out, and uh, we were helping her heal, uh, helping her as children. Uh, we do, have done domestic violence work for years, and this woman called me and said, Hey, Ron, um, you ever hated someone so much you wanted to kill them? And have you ever, is it wrong to feel that way? And I knew what she was talking about, talking about her ex-husband who was not doing child support, was not staying sober, was had left them, and was harassing her. And, and I said, I want you to read, and I, I gave her one of the prophets, I said, I want you to read Jeremiah, and I want you to understand that Jeremiah and you are going to stand there and see God as a hurt spouse. Say, God's wife had an affair and God's husband had an affair. And God has followed uh, the bride Israel, the bride Jerusalem, to a hotel and found uh, her, him, with another person. And I want you to understand that what you read when God is upset, when God is angry, is, is God's way of venting. It doesn't necessarily mean it happens. It's just God's venting. And she actually read that, and she came back and said, I know, I understand. And... Sometimes we need to read the prophets that way. We need to read the prophets standing beside God who's screaming and who's hurt and who's in pain and who's saying, how could you, how could they do this to me? And what I think it would cause us to do is, is instead of, like, like my friend who read, instead of seeing myself at the end of the finger being pointed at saying, you, 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 seeing it as they, 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 and saying, wow, I understand. I, I understand that hurts. I understand that you're grieved, and I want you to know that I will never do that to you. See, that's what the prophets do. The prophets go out and they're angry because God's their friend. Man, look what you did to God. This is my friend. How could you? And there are people that get on their knees and repent, but there are others that say, Hey, he caused me to do it. Hey, if you would have been a better wife, I wouldn't have cheated on you. Hey, if you'd have been a better husband, I might have been around more. But you see, the prophets, they don't buy that. And neither should we. The prophets show us the heart of a painful God, but a God who loves us enough to be in relationship, and a God who's willing to hurt, and a God who vents, and a God who's angry, and a God who's who's just struggling with pain because God understands what it's like to love someone that much. And I think when we read the prophets that way, I think most of us would say, I'll never treat you that way, God. I'm going to be there for you. And that's, that's the power of the prophets. The prophets show us the heart of God. So as you read through the prophets, you'll see that we have a God of second chance. It's a God who dynamically loves you. Please reach out to us and we'll pray for you. You can reach out to us and find out more about the book, The God of Second Chances, Finding Hope in the Prophets of Exile. My prayer for you is that as we enter, uh, move forward and emerge from COVID-19 and the pandemic, 
that we are able to see that God is truly a God who passionately loves people, even to the point of being hurt, even to the point of being crucified. Because that's what it means when God gets close to people. But God believes that you're worth it. Go in peace, love God, serve others, and remember the God of second chances. Clark from Kairos Church Planting and Support, and I want to thank you for listening to the God of Second Chances podcast. We've been in the midst of doing uh, some exciting things with uh, our discussions on YouTube on uh, bias, racism, and ministry. If you want to know more about that, you might want to check out our, our website uh, at agapecoc.com backslash, or hashtag, backslash podcast singular we'll have links to that uh, to those YouTube discussions we've been enjoying those please feel free to email us at podcast at agapecoc.com and we would be glad uh, to answer any of your questions but for now go in peace love God serve others and remember the God of seconds